0: Spend some time worshiping him we honor your presence Jesus we honor your presence this is what we want this is what we need we need your presence we need your glory hallelujah Woo. Heavenly Father we honor you for your presence here we pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ the Father of glory will give unto us the spirit of wisdom revelation and the knowledge of you let the eyes of the understanding of our hearts be enlightened so that we would know what is the hope of our calling and what are the riches of your glory of your inheritance that you have in each and every one of us who are your saints and help us to know the exceeding greatness of your power towards us who believe father give us new wineskins give us new hearts to receive your words your word lord jesus give us make this place a house of encounters with the Holy Spirit give us hearts of worship and give us a hunger for your word in Jesus name we ask it amen before you take your seat could you give somebody a fish bump and just say it's good to see you here this morning amen praise the Lord it's summertime and a lot of people are on vacation, and but it's good to see you here in the house of the Lord. Um, we're just grateful for God's goodness and uh, thank you for those of you who knew I was, I, I had ministered last Sunday at Line of Judah, uh, a Spanish church and, amen. Uh, as many of you know, there, uh, illustrious pastor Dr. Roberto Miranda uh, had a heart attack and passed away in May and um, just praise God that uh, his grace was on me to really minister and to continue to uh, speak words that would comfort that uh, church community. Uh, you don't get over having 40 years of dynamic leadership just taken away from you and um, it's only been two months and their church is still grieving, but please keep, keep them in prayer, particularly Pastor Mercedes, who is the wife of uh, uh, Dr. Miranda. Uh, God, is, God is at work, amen. And though uh, Pastor Miranda, my friend, passed away, God is still on the throne. Uh, also want to remind you that next Friday, we're gonna be, it's first Friday, we are going to be again in the house of the Lord on uh, at PT North, at eight o'clock. And we had a wonderful, powerful time as we prepared for, uh, particularly, uh, we, are, we are reopening PT North, praise the Lord. We are reopening in September. and So we're really excited about that and we wanted to reindu- reintroduce ourselves to that, that neighborhood because we haven't been there in three years. Uh, since the pandemic and so we're really excited about that where we're going to have a cookout for the neighborhood and um and uh, we're just really really excited about what god is doing so please uh, if you can sign up to help out uh, we friday night was wonderful we went out there at 10 p.m in uh, in the parking lot where we're going to have a cookout where we prayed and we're just really looking forward to uh, meeting new neighbors and new friends. We wanna be good neighbors as a church. We don't ever wanna be a church that's within the walls. We wanna be a church in the community. One of our values is B, is to be a presence in the community. Uh, also, uh, we wanna remind you that our elders will be available for prayer after service. So they will be, for those of you who want extra prayer, please feel free to come up. Uh, to the um, altar at this front here to pray. All of our elders will be wearing masks so, you can, so that we can keep you safe. And you know, uh, we're gonna ask that you will remain, even though we wanna pray for you, kind of keep a safe distance so that everybody can be safe and your know, summer won't be ruined by uh, getting uh, uh, COVID because COVID is still out there, folks in case you did not realize it. Uh, So we're just uh, grateful to God and mark your calendars, mark your calendars, mark your calendars that on uh, September 11th, you know that horrible day for our country, September 11th through September 18th, our church will be in prayer and fasting and we're really just gonna believe God for his move. The 18th of course is back to school Sunday where we pray for students and we pray for teachers. Praise the name of the Lord. Well, I want to speak to you this morning on uh, part two of the subject, Teen Bible Heroes, Teen Bible Heroes. Teenage Bible Heroes, part two. Teenage Bible Heroes, part two. And, uh, and we, we talked about a male last time, that was David, and now we're gonna talk about a female teenagers teenager, which, of course, a very unusual time to talk about her, but we're going to talk about Mary. And some of you are like, I knew he was going to talk about Mary, so just looking at the clock. Uh, Luke chapter 1, verse 26 to uh, 38, hopefully we'll share some different things about Mary that you may not have considered, so you can see that she is a teenage Bible hero. In the sixth month, I reading from the New Living Translation, in the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel, Gabriel means man of God, angel means messenger, so God sent the messenger, who is the man of God, to Nazareth, a village in the region of Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her and said, greetings favored woman." The Lord is with you. Confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. Don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son and you will name him Jesus. He will be very great. He will be be the son of the most high the Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David. And he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. Mary asked the angel, but how can this happen? I am a virgin and I took biology classes in high school and I know anyways, doesn't say that, but you get the picture. The angel replied, this is how it's going to happen, the Holy Spirit. Can you say Holy Spirit? Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the baby to be born will be holy and he will be called not the son of Joseph. He will not be called the son of Mary. He will be called the son of God. What's more, your relative, Elizabeth, has become pregnant in her old age. People used to say, people used to say, people used to say she was barren. But she has conceived a son and is now in the sixth month of her pregnancy. For the word of God will never fail. Say that with me. The word of God God. will never fail. Uh, I like the King James Version. It says, nothing is impossible for God. Mary responded, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true, and the angel left. I want to, again, talk to you about teenage Bible heroes, and I want to talk about a female this Sunday, and then next week I want to talk about the importance of teenagers being in small groups. As I said earlier, or two weeks ago, a hero, the definition of hero is a person noted for courageous acts, that is, action or nobility of character. The etymology of the word hero comes from a Latin word heros, and it means demigod. Now, a demigod is a is a being or a person who is partly divine but partly human. Now, that's important for us as believers because we are partly human, but we also partly divine. Amen. See, see, the devil will try to make you and I think that we're only human. But the Bible says in Philippians chapter 4, verse 3, I can do all things through Christ, Who gives me the strength? Tell the person next to you, you can do it it. because Jesus lives inside of you. In fact, Colossians chapter 1 verse 27 says, it is Christ in you the hope of glory. Acts chapter 1 verse 8 said, you shall receive power after the Holy Spirit comes upon you. You are not just you anymore. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians, uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, around the 17th verse. If any man or woman be in Christ, you are a new creation. Old things have passed away, and behold, all things have become new. I'm trying to convince you that you're not just human, you are God and human because you were born again, born of the Spirit. Let me give you some other scriptures so so that that way you'll believe me. Romans chapter 8 verse 14 says, For as many who are led by the Spirit of God, they are now the sons and daughters of Christ, of God. Romans chapter 8 verse 19 says, For the earnest expectation of the creature waits for the manifestation of the sons and daughters of God. In other words, the world is waiting for you and I to manifest the Christ that's in us. They're tired. Ty- tell your neighbor the, the world is tired of seeing you. They want to see, want to see Jesus. To see Galatians chapter four, verse six says, because you are sons and daughters of God have. For, sorry, because you are sons and daughters, God has sent forth his spirit the spirit of his son into your heart, crying, Abba, Father. The only reason why you know that you're a child of God is because the spirit of God is crying inside of you, saying, Father, Father, or Daddy, Daddy. Woo. Philippians chapter 2, verse 15 says, that you may be blameless and harmless, sons and daughters of God, without rebuke, in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation, among whom you shine as light in other words this world is messed up but God is waiting for the God in you to be manifested to the world to let the world know that Jesus lives let your light show sign what's the light the light of the world is Jesus let the light shine in you so that people see your good deeds but they give the glory of God because they know you ain't that good I'm back home. Thank you for that. First John chapter 3, verse 1 and 2 says, Behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us that we should be called sons and daughters of God. Therefore, the world doesn't know us because it didn't know Jesus. Woo! Behold, now, now, first, John chapter 3, verse 2, Behold, now, say that with me, now, now are we the sons of God. Stop waiting for heaven. And it does not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. Oh, yes. I need to identify more with the Brian Green, who's the son of God, than the Brian Green, who's the son of Masha and Joe Green. We found that, that through David's teen life, we saw that there are three ingredients to a teen herald. A godly hero number one through David we understand that a teenage hero is in pursuit of the heart of God God said in first Samuel chapter 13 verse 14 I'm looking for a man or woman who who whose heart is after my heart in other words God is looking for people who who are who have a heart that basically says, God, what matters to you matters to me. The other thing about a teen hero that we found in David is that past experiences matter. We overcome by our testimony. We need to pay attention to the good things that God has done in the past because as Ty Trebek said in his song, if he did it before, he'll do it again. How many of you have a testimony of God's provision where he made a way with no, where there was no way? So so there's no reason for you now that you've come up against a giant of of, uh, financial challenges. If he brought you up before, you shouldn't be freaking out and say, what am I going to do now? Your past experiences matter. You don't have to wait till you grow up. God wants to move in your life right now. And then prophesy to your giants. David said to Goliath, I'm going to take your sword and cut your head off. You need to prophesy to your giants. You need to prophesy, speak for to your giants, speak into your future. Speaking to your future, I am the head and not the tail. I'm the first and not the last. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. My God shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Why is that so powerful to confess? Because there's a day that the devil has made. It's called the day from hell. I choose to live in a day that God's made prophesy to your giants when you get a bill take that bill and spread it before the Lord and say God you're going to take care prophesy to your giant speak to those closed doors any nincompoop any nincompoop can can say what they see God needs us to say what we don't see Paul says in the first, second Corinthians chapter four, verse 18, we look not at the things which are seen, but we look at the things that are not seen. For the things that are seen is temporary. That bill, that sickness, that whatever it is, it's temporary, but the things that are not seen are eternal. What do you mean? He says in uh, Colossians chapter three, I believe, set your affections on things above not on things on the earth below, for you are dead, and your life is hidden in Christ, in God. Ah. Yes. Prophesy to your giants. Proverbs chapter 18, verse 21 says, death and life are in the power of the tongue. You need to watch what comes out of your mouth. Because that word tongue in the Hebrew uh, death and life and the power of the tongue. That word power in the Hebrew is, is the Hebrew word yad, which means hand. So the power of the tongue or the hand of the tongue means that your mouth has the ability to create. Create stuff. Well, I don't believe that. Well, you better believe it because that's why the scripture says in Romans chapter 10 that if you're going to become a believer in Jesus Christ, you must confess with your mouth. Your mouth does the work of bringing salvation in your heart. You just can't simply say, you know, do you want to receive Jesus as your Savior? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you love Jesus? Mm-hmm. That's why Paul says every knee will bow. Every tongue is going to what? Confess. Confession is very important. Speaking. So if anybody, if someone were to follow you for 24 hours, at the end of the day, would they conclude that you were a person of faith or a person of fear? will they conclude that you're a believer or a doubter anybody can sit in here and sing happy songs be in your happy place but when the giants come can you prophesy to your giants and tell the giants that no matter what happens i will bless the lord at all times his praise will continually be in my mouth. I'm talking to somebody right now who has been complaining for a while. 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 18 says, do warfare with the prophecies that were spoken over your life. When all hell breaks loose, you need to remind yourself of the things that God spoke over your life. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 29, I believe it is, or 23, one of the two, it says, let us hold firmly to the profession of our faith without wavering, because God is faithful who promised. So we have this young lady named Mary. Mary is a Greek name of the Hebrew name Miriam. Mary and Miriam are the same name. And the word Mary when I looked it up, I was, you know, it, At first I said, oh, that's not a good thing because the name Mary means stubborn. 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 And I said, whoa, that's not a good thing. Then the Lord said, no, look up stubborn. It means determined, persistent, relentless, single-minded, tenacious, steadfast, tough. Oh, man, unshakable. We have wimpy Christians. As soon as a little testing comes, they're ready to throw in the towel. Tell somebody that's not you, though. We need tough Christians. We need people who who have the battle scars of their faith. We need people... Who, who have believed God through afflictions. We, have, we need people who, who, who are like Jacob, who said, I won't let you go till you bless me. We need people who the devil can't, can't pressure out of the promises of God. Tell somebody that's you. No, you didn't say that convincingly. I tell somebody that's you. That's you. Toughen up. Be persistent. Be like that that that, that man in and and Luke chapter 11 where he kept knocking on the door, said, open up. I need bread. Open up. Be persistent. Isn't it amazing that Jesus listened to prayer? Now, again, he taught his disciples how to pray in Luke chapter 11, but he said, When it came to an example of prayer, he said, men and women, Luke 18, verse 1, they, they, they ought to pray and not give up. And then he talks about a widow woman who kept coming, kept coming and kept coming and kept coming and kept coming. Can you keep coming? Year one still waiting. Year two still waiting. Ten years waiting. Can you still keep coming? Because God is faithful, who promised it, and what the devil wants to do is to beat the promise out of you. Ooh, I'm preaching to myself. These are noble characteristics of Mary. So I want to just talk to you about three characteristics that Mary had. Because there are are challenges to being a godly hero, a godly heroine. Number one, Mary went through psychological challenges. Ooh, isn't this a season where our minds are... Lord have mercy, if you are a therapist, you are doing well financially because everybody seems to need some help. Is that all right? Um, She had psychological challenges, there's going to be physical challenges, and there's gonna be purpose-filled challenges. Say that with me, psychological challenges. Psychological challenges. Physical challenges. And purpose-filled challenges, one of the first things that the devil did was mess with Mary's mind. And that's why we've got to hold on to the scriptures. and as you know, as you have noticed, I've been constantly talking about the scriptures because that's the foundation where Jesus, not Jesus. Isaiah says in Isaiah 26 verse three and four, "But you will keep him or her in perfect peace." whose mind is what? Stayed on, the, on you because they trust in you. And some of you don't, don't you, you've stopped there, but verse four says, trust ye in the Lord forever, for in the Lord Jehovah, we're saying about Yahweh, is everlasting strength. God has strength that lasts forever. Philippians chapter four, verses four to 18. First of all, verse four, four to eight rather, four says, uh, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. And then he goes on to say, um, be anxious for nothing, but by everything, prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, make your requests known unto God and the peace of God, which pass all understanding will guard your hearts and guard your minds. The peace of God needs to guard our mind because the devil is messing with people's minds. Well, He's messing with my mind, I don't know about you. Psychological challenges. Mary, most scholars believe that Mary at this moment is somewhere between the age of 14 and 16. Imagine as a teenager, God coming to you and saying, you are going to carry the hope of the entire planet. And she realizes that if she says yes, ooh, this is a good one right here. If she says yes, she has to trust that God has already taken care of her future. She has to trust that God is going to take care of Joseph because she's going to have to eventually come up to Joseph. The scriptures let us know that, that after she was declared pregnant, anybody with me so far? She goes to visit her like cousin aunt, it's a cousin, but she's older, so you know she refers to her as an aunt. I imagine she visits Mary, not Elizabeth, for three months, and then after three months, she returns back to Nazareth. Three months pregnant, she's finished her first trimester she is showing. She can no longer say to Joseph or make him think she's simply gaining weight. And she goes to Joseph and says, I am pregnant. And she has to trust, number one, that at worst, Joseph won't have her killed. Because in this day, when you are engaged, you are literally considered married. And to, to have, pre, to, to, to have uh, sexual intercourse with somebody else during the engagement was actually committed, like committing adultery. And Joseph could have had her killed. At worst, at best, Joseph, when Mary tells her, I'm pregnant, he said, I got to pray about this. And the Bible says that he was going to put her away, meaning that he was just going like, to back out of the marriage, but... But, but cover her so that she wouldn't be killed. So at best, she had to deal with the, with the psychological pressure of, am I going to be killed as a teenager? or best, am I going to have to live the rest of my life in shame? There are some psychological challenges that we have to deal with when... We walk with God, and when God is calling us to be heralds, I um, I've been walking with a friend of mine for five years now—about five years. Uh, his child is about 16 or 17, so around the age of 12, this uh, man humbled himself and told me that my child has been trying to commit suicide every week. I've walked with him with, they had to put their child in an institute in state for months, they had to put their child in an institute out of state for months to a year. It was just horrible. It was just horrible. I was introduced to the child one time and, and, you know, we had a, a short, but it was a good conversation. And you wonder if this child will ever be okay. Imagine, folks, those of you who are parents, your child is trying to kill themselves every week. So I was praying and praying and wondering, God, will this ever turn around? And I, I asked him, he gave me permission to share this story. And then I got a note from the, my friend and he said, God is moving. My child is now in regular high school. I'm talking about the psychological challenges. Then I got another note from the child. I am going on a missions trip outside of the country. Could you support me? I was so excited, I wrote out a $100 check, and then this month, two weeks ago, the child sent me this email. I'm sorry, this postcard. For those who can't read it, it says, Dear Bishop Brian, thank you so much for your gift. Thanks to you, I got to help build a house and be a part whew, of saving and healing several people the same person that was trying to kill themselves, sometimes just living makes a person a hero. Physical challenges Mary had to face. One of our members had a... um, family reunion and because she was about eight months pregnant she couldn't join a family reunion Uh, it was out of state and she couldn't be on a plane Mary is nine months pregnant could you show the map here so that you can understand Uh, uh, Mary is nine months pregnant and she lives in a region called she lives in a town called Nazareth can anybody see that map? So Nazareth is located in the north, in a region called Galilee, or you can say a state called Galilee. And then she has to travel south to a region called Judea, where Bethlehem is. That's on the bottom. And if you notice, in the middle is Samaria, which every Jew. Jewish person during those times make sure that they don't travel through Samaria because they hate the Samaritans. Now Mary, the average so that's about 90 miles between Nazareth and Bethlehem. Are you following me? And the average day's journey is 20 miles of walking a day. Hmm. Now you know that Mary is not walking at nine months pregnant. So it's gonna take her roughly eight days to get from Nazareth mm, to Bethlehem. Now you say, well, what are you saying? Imagine walking from Cambridge to Hartford, Connecticut. That's an hour and a half drive and some of us can't even take that. <laughs> Come on, man. You know how it is. If you drive to New York, this is what I used to do, drive to New York, take three and a half hours. And you know us men, we want to beat the record. Can I, any, can I get any witness out there? Well, I did it in three and a half hours. This time, I'm going to do it in three. I, long journey, treacherous journey. I could imagine with every bump of the mule, her stomach was like My point is is that being a hero may cost you physically. There may be challenges that you have to go through physically. All because, like, like, Why couldn't she have the baby in Nazareth? It's because God decided 700 years prior to her being born that a prophet named Micah declares that Jesus is going to be born in Bethlehem. And so you know the story that there was a census which Caesar said everybody has to go back to the place where they were born, which, of course, Joseph was born in Bethlehem. So she's taking this whole trip simply because God said, this is what my word says. And my point is, and I'm closing up, is that what is God asking you to do that is physically going to be uncomfortable? And then there's purpose-filled challenges let me let me end with this Ooh, teenage females male females no female females i am tired i'm almost to my vacation <laughs> male teenagers and adults what are you going through while keeping God's promise. See, with purpose comes pain. I never saw this before. When, when the angel spoke to Mary and said to Mary, no, you're going to be bringing forth the Son of God, he's going to be sitting on the throne of David, etc. She She's walking out of, she brings her child to dedication, like we had baby children, child dedication a few weeks ago. She brings the child for dedication and Simeon prophesies over the child. And he says this, this child is going to be a blessing to many people, but he's also, mm, help Lord Jesus, this child also, Is going to be a sword that pierces your heart. Sometimes the purpose that God has for us is going to be painful. We don't warn our young people that serving Jesus is going to be painful, serving Jesus can be lonely. Am I talking to somebody here? What? When, I was, when I was about 13, I was raised in uh, West Somerville, and there's not too many black people in Somerville. So I, ha- I used to hang out with, my, my black friends and because I was, I, I shared this before, because I was a good ath- athlete, though I played with older guys, I was still the younger guy. Are you following me so far? And I remember my father saying to me, I don't want you hanging out with those guys anymore. because the guys I hung out with were regularly smoking marijuana. I'm the church boy. Now, I wasn't smoking, but they were smoking. The guys I hung out with would drink a lot of liquor and get drunk, the guys I hung out with were having regularly premarital sex and my father was like, I don't want you hanging out with them because association brings assimilation. You will begin to act like those you hang out with. Mm. Now, the pain of that was that, well, if I can't hang out with my black friends, you want me to hang out with these white guys who had hurt me before because of something racial. So now I am dealing with the pain of purpose because I know in the midst of all this, I love Jesus, I am born again, I am trying to live out this Christian life the best I can. And by the grace of God, my go- the guys I hung out with, they at least knew I was different Back, they, they didn't call me a Christian. They called me the church boy. And and what, one of the wonderful things that will happen is that when we're playing basketball and, you know, you're playing basketball and all of a sudden the ball goes out of bounds and they're yelling, or, what's off you, what's off you? They would say, let's ask Green because he doesn't lie. That's 13. But my point is, is that there were some painful moments when I realized that there's people I just can't hang out with. I remember when I was in the eighth grade, God is, you know, God will protect you from being stupid. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Ignorance. I'll say ignorance. Ignorance. I wasn't stupid. I was just ignorant. I remember, those of you familiar with, familiar with uh, some of. I was in Teal Square, and we were walking home, and, you no, know, I live near Davis Square. And all of a sudden, this guy, I'm walking with my one of my friends, who I shouldn't be with any in the first place. I, I'm, I'm walking with one of my friends. And all of a sudden, this guy pulls up in the car. And we get in the car. And he's driving me, you know, I'm saving some steps. And... The next day, people were saying, Green was in the car with, I think his name was, uh, Kaljikian, that's his last name, Kaljikian. Green was in the the car with Kaljikian. And I'm like, what's the big deal? It didn't dawn on me that an eighth grader doesn't drive. (laughs) You'll get that. And then it dawned on me, oh, you're that Kaljikian, the guy who is noted throughout all of our neighborhood as one who steals cars. (laughs) I am sitting in this car with the window rolled up like, hey, how you doing? It's nice not to walk all the way to Davis Square. And I thought, what if? What if the car got pulled over and I was in the car? You all wouldn't have me as your pastor. Because my father would have took his belt off and said, give me one of them sentence beatings. Have you ever gotten a sentence beating? I see so many people don't know what a sentence beating is. What's a sentence beating? Then, you know, there's no, no timeout. This is no, oh, Bri Bri made a mistake. It is sentence beating time. I told you not to hang out with, the, and, and God help you if your parents stutters. Beep, beep! 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 Because, because, I... Like, just whip me. I don't need a long speech with a butt, because you know you're going to get beat with every syllable. Can I get a witness out there? How many of you had parents? I mean, I mean, gangster parents. Like, not only are they going to whip you, but they say, go in the backyard. Pick out what I'm going to, pick out the instrument of execution. Can I get a witness out there? See, 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 these millennials and, 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 and Gen Zs, American ones—they're like, "What you talking about? That—that's—that's that's child abuse." But you—but—but but, but those of you who are from—who are not Americans, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I had a French child said, "I'm gonna call DSL. She said, "Here is the phone. Here is the number. I'm gonna beep the mess up. Call. Call you." Right now yeah, the days when my father was taking off his belt as an adult, I was like, "Oh, you know, still still have beating traumas But my point is I don't even know what my point was I don't care my point my point is that God was protecting me, but the pain of having to make decisions for the purpose of God. God has a dream for you. What are you willing to pay for God's dream? What I love about God's dreams, teenagers, please understand me is that God's dream is bigger than your dream. As much as you're like, oh, I wanted to, God's like, if you would be my hero, if you would allow me to work out my purpose, allow me to keep your mind, if you would allow me to just continue to uh, even watch over you with physical challenges, I will do amazing things I was out to dinner last night with a couple of teenagers and I was just sitting in awe at the spaces of grace where God was taking them simply because they were walking in God's dream and not theirs let me read a scripture for you if you forget everything else let me read a scripture for you that's going to make you want God's dream. This is found, um, and I know, uh, 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 this is found in Ephesians chapter three, verse 20. And it's, it's, it's the amplified version. It says, now unto him, who by in consequence of the action of his power, that is at work within us, is able to carry out his purpose and do super abundantly far far over and above all that we dare ask, think, God can do infinitely beyond our highest prayers, highest desires, our highest thoughts, and I like this, woo, our highest dreams. You think you have a big dream? God's dream is so much bigger for you, teenager. If you would walk with him, you will be shocked and amazed what God will do. So let me close with this final illustration. One of our teen heroes, female teen heroes, is a young lady young woman, her name is Beulah Adunzi. (laughs) All right, all right, we we don't want to talk about the Beulah fan club. But what's interesting is Beulah's name means married. Married? Yeah, married to Christ. So Beulah. Uh, she dis she she uh had this project where she decided um it was a project in which she decided to uh, do a project that uh reflected positive it was called positive portrayal movie night positive portrayal movie night and it basically it was it was addressing the harmful stereotypes that Hollywood depicts when it comes to minority groups. And so what Beulah did, if I showed the picture, she decided to set up the school as a movie night. And, and she had her own concession stand, popcorn, and all the stuff that's not good for your teeth, <laughs> and showed movies that depict African Americans and Asians and Hispanics and and, and Middle Easterners, people of, of, of color who are always depicted in certain stereotypes. But to say, no, we can be presidents, we can be business leaders, we can be depicted as, as people beyond gangsters and police officers and, you know, the, the usual stuff. And my point is, is that here we, we have teenage heroes in our church. And what we need to do is to, is, is to encourage them and to cultivate them and say that you can be something great for God, that serving Jesus is not something that you lose, it's something that you win, that God, will, when, 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 you, when you serve Jesus, you're going to look back and say, oh my goodness, it was better for Jesus to be in my life than to be without him. I want you to stand at this time. Thank you for being so patient. Thank you, Jesus. You don't have to be a teenager to be God's hero. This is a season where people need so desperately to see the power of God at work in you and in me. And my question to you is, are you going to let God use you in ways that are beyond your imagination? Are you willing to go through the psychological challenges of losing friends? Are you willing to go through the physical rigors that the call of God may have on you? Are you willing to be so purpose-filled or, as Rick Warren says, purpose-driven that, like Paul, you say, I'm pressing towards the mark of the high calling of Jesus Christ? We stop there, but Paul says, and those who are mature in Christ, they will press also. Could you tell the person next to you, God needs you to be his hero on the earth. Tell somebody else, God needs you to be his hero on the earth. Sometimes being a parent to a difficult child requires heroism for God. Sometimes staying in a difficult marriage requires heroism from god from sometimes staying in a job that you can't stand but you know god has put you there I've shared this before, but we've got so many new people, I'll share this again. And that is, I was in a job that I wanted to quit. I was, was, it was boring, I hated it, I was tired of it. And I kept going back for years. One time I was gonna quit the job, and the Lord said, no, I want you to stay. And finally, the last day of the job, because I was gonna become the pastor of this church, the last day, the last day, a woman comes in and says to me, my father was a pastor He abused me and my sisters, and I have a problem with ministers and God. And I said, well, you know, I'm going to become a pastor. This is the church. And the bottom line is that two months after I became pastor of Pentecostal Tabernacle, she walked into the church while we were singing a song. I went to the enemy's camp. It took back what he stole from me. And she gave her life to Jesus. And right now, she is an associate minister at Union Baptist Church. What if, what if I quit my job because I had enough? I'm not here to pat myself on the back. What I'm here to tell you is that God needs you to be his hero in difficult times. He needs people who are tough, who are persistent, who are steadfast, who won't quit. I don't care if if God told you you're going to be X and and you come home with a 1.0 and that's not a good grade. (laughs) You still need to believe that God is going to do what he said he's going to do. Thank you, Jesus. Can we just lift up our hands right now all over the room, those of you at home, and just take a minute, this is you and God, and just tell the Lord, Lord, I'm available, that, that there are five more months in this year. Make me into your hero. Make me into your hero. Come on, you can pray right now. God, help me to, to go through whatever I have to go through with regards to my mind, whatever I have to go through physically. Lord, your purpose, your purpose is worth it. Oh, God. Oh, God, help me. Help me as a teenager to understand that you can use me right now. You can use me right now. need people to show that 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 you are a God of good marriages. So help me to tough out where I am right now. Help me to be be persistent about going for what you have for me. I need you right now. I need you right now. Let's bow our heads. As every head is bowed, you put your hands down, every eye is closed. I just want to one more thing before I conclude if you've never given your life to Jesus Jesus wants to come into your life right now all he needs is an invitation as heads are bowed and eyes have closed if you never received Jesus we're not going to ask you to come up to the front we're not going to ask you to do anything other than to slip up your hand and say Bishop could you pray for me I want to give my life to Jesus if that's you, you want to give your life to the Lord, who has great dreams for you, great purpose for you. Could you lift up your hand so I can see that hand? I just want to pray for you right where you are. I want to make sure I don't miss anybody. You want to see Jesus Christ. Just, I see that hand, God bless you. God bless you. Is there another you want to give your life to the Lord? You're just ready to give your life to the Lord. Is there another? Okay, let's pray this prayer not only for the person in here, but also for those who are online. Let's repeat this prayer. Dear Lord, the Bible says, whoever calls on your name shall be saved. And so Jesus, I believe that you died for my sin and rose again from the grave. And so I'm calling on you I am asking you to come into my heart and be Lord of my life, be the ruler of my life, be the director of my life. Jesus, thank you for hearing that prayer. Thank you for hearing my prayer. And right now I know I'm your child. Can we give God praise for those who praise If you're online and you said that prayer, whether you're watching live or you're watching the recording, please email us to let us know that you've given your life to Jesus. We're not asking you to join this church, but we do want to give you material, send a free Bible to you, whatever you need. Those of you who raised your hands. In fact, those of you who didn't raise your hand, but in your heart you said, no, I'm I'm really not a believer. I really haven't given my life to Jesus. But if you said that prayer, guess what? Jesus now in your heart. So please see one of the welcome teams to say, Hey, I gave my life to Jesus. Could you no, could I have a Bible as the bishop talked about? We just want to make sure that you are growing in Christ. Uh, God bless you. Let's pray. I want to I want to bless you right now. I want to bless you right now. In this church, we don't give a closing prayer, we give a closing blessing. And again, after I give the closing blessing, those of you who need extra prayers, please come up because the elders will be here to pray for you. Put out your hands just in case those of you who are not familiar and if you're watching online, you can put out your hands uh, basically in in a posture of receiving. May the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord look after you this week, shield you, defend you and take care of you. May the Lord make his face shine, grin and beam and show his pleasure on you this week. May the Lord be gracious, kind-hearted, pleasant, and compassionate to you this week. Ah, like Mary, may the Lord show you his favor that will promote you, appreciate you, support you, side with you as you side with him. And finally, may the Lord give you his shalom, his peace, his rest, his rest, his rest, his harmony, his composure, his success and his prosperity, may the Lord remove anything that causes agitation or discord with his divine purpose and destiny for your life this week. I bless you. I bless you to be God's hero. I bless you in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And everybody say, I receive that blessing. Amen. Have an amazing week. God bless you. Hey, family. Thank you so much for joining us for today's service. Special thanks to those of you who continue to generously support the work of this ministry. We're so grateful for you and it's because of you that we can be a blessing to this community. If you enjoyed the service today, please like, share with your friends and family, and subscribe to our channel so that you can get a notification whenever our services go live. We also invite you to follow us on social media at PT Cambridge in order to stay connected to this ministry. Hey, we look forward to seeing you next time. Thanks for watching and God bless you.